Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The Saturday night get-together here on CBS Sports Radio. Jody Mack coming your way live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios. Need to know what it takes for a home to fit your budget and your family? Rocket can. All right. Uh, we've talked about a bunch of sports night. And you know at the bottom of all sports is business, right? And money and finances and the like. And we like to stay on top of it as best we can. When I need to know more, I bring in my business sports expert. He does it for a lot of different groups. As a matter of fact, Reuters, Sirius XM, Yahoo Finance, and me. When I need a helping hand with sports business, our buddy, sports business analyst Rick Caro joins me on CBS Sports Radio. How you been, Rick? Did you say I'm at the bottom of the heap? I'm at the top of the heap. You're at the bottom no. of the heap. What, what's wrong with you? Yeah. Oh, okay. At the yeah. bottom of the business heap that people oh, don't want to talk about is the business of sports. And you and O and I, it doesn't happen if not for the business of sports. That's very fair. And one of my problems is as I get older, I listen, very, I listen less and listen <laughs> to radio personalities even less than that. So my humble apologies. But Sorry yet he's that. still foolish enough to come on with me. So that must <laughs> yeah, be definitely. Well, nothing else better to do, man. You know, so today was a bad day if you're a Floridian. So, so Florida lost LSU. So that's that that any aspirations are over there for the University of Miami, who thought that they would be foolish enough to possibly win out and play in the Coastal. Uh, Manny Diaz uh, is on the hot seat. So, and now tomorrow morning, uh, I watch my uh, Dolphins uh, put in a lackluster performance across the pond against Jacksonville. So it's not it's not great tonight. Hey, here's the good news. A Florida team has to win tomorrow's game. Either Jacksonville, Miami. Can't have everybody lose. Somebody's going to win that game in London tomorrow. I think that's probably fair. And, uh, you know, you could say the same thing about last week when the Dolphins played Tampa. But, you know, if you're a Dolphin fan, that, that, doesn't, that doesn't cut it sometimes. So we'll just uh, have to see. <laughs> we shall see. Since you opened up with a Florida statement, let me go there. Um, sports betting is just rampant in this country. There's so much action, so much advertising, so much being done with it, and uh, somebody's making money hand over fist. And your state of Florida is finally getting into the loop this month. About time, isn't it? Well, it's only 40 years too late. You know, when I started uh, bringing the uh, heat to Miami and we did our, our uh, arena and we tried to get public money for a larger stadium, Every hotelier was supporting this referendum because they all wanted to build little convention centers that would turn into casinos when gambling was legalized. And everybody said, yeah, it's just a matter of about six months. Six months? Yeah, 40 years. And, uh, you know, finally, Governor DeSantis allows it uh, in order to have the Seminole Indian Compact cut 
deals with the racetracks and, and the facilities, 60-40 split. So the, uh, uh, if, you, if you wanted to go to, a, to an Indian uh, casino, you could have gambled last week. If you want to go to uh, dog tracks and other facilities, you wait a little while till those deals are cut. But Florida, like everybody else, is looking for the revenue. And those states that still aren't doing it, and there are about 13 of them, uh, I don't know what they're waiting for because, you know, the roads and bridges are just as bad in those states, and you need money to pay for this stuff. And it is a boom across this country. I'll make a statement. Tell me if I'm right, wrong, or indifferent. Uh, everybody, this mega piece of a pie that you can get your hands on with the legalized gambling. Everyone's got their own gambling site now. The sports uh, outlets, the uh, teams, or partnerships with outlets, and uh, big casinos, and and big companies like Fox. Everybody's got their own betting app, their own ability for you to wager with them. Is it fair to say that DraftKings is the biggest dog of this multi-dog, everybody's-doing-well fight? A lot of dogs. Even the Chihuahuas are making money. So, you know, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, FanDuel, FanDuel is, 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 uh, would dispute the DraftKings statement. Uh, okay. Those two went at it, remember, a few years ago with those silly ads, and then the Justice Department said, you got to figure this out, and then gambling became legal and then everybody tried to figure out how to catch the dollars some are doing it with sponsorships some are doing it with casino relationships some are doing it with uh uh kind of software where everybody that's gambling has to go through those particular devices but everybody's in the middle of it even even my dog you can hear him he's all excited about about uh, you know me doing the show so, Who's he like? And, I, I got to know. If, if he's good, I'll take his advice if he's got a pick for me in the NFL tomorrow. Well, well, his name is Duke, and he got blasted by Virginia today, so I'm not sure you want to listen to him. <laughs> All right. Forget, tell Duke to keep, keep it down. I'll tell him to keep it down. Good. Okay. Um, so, uh, FanDuel and DraftKings, you would, uh, would you say those are the top two? Because they benefited, and they kind of stepped in it, and God bless them, they're billionaires now, or the company's worth billions, because they had software in place, they were trying to do their legalized uh, gaming thing with uh, fantasy drafts and the like, and they had all of it in place when gambling exploded the way it did, so they've been able to take advantage. You think they're uh, basically even, equal, or is there one that was better suited or is done a better job with the expansion of legalized gambling? I think they're all doing different things, and I think those guys are, are both maybe a step ahead, uh, but everybody else is throwing big money at it. Look at Caesars and what they're doing. Look at BetMGM and what they're doing, William Hill. Uh, right. But there are so many ways to do this, uh, 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 Jody. There's the, the uh, in-arena, in-stadium stuff. There's the uh, remote uh, on-devices Stuff. There's the casino relationships. There are the team sponsorships, the league sponsorships, and almost anybody with big money now, if you notice from the stuff that I reported on, the international companies are trying to gobble up and vice versa. So BetMGM had a sponsorship deal and an all-stock deal to try to buy the large company in England that has Ladbrokes and two other companies. They ended up not doing it because there was, wasn't enough money, even in the stock deal. So with the with the gambling exploding the way it is, the landscape's going to be much, much different three, four, five years from now than it even is today. 
We're talking to our buddy Rick Caro, our business insider, sports business insider here with us on CBS Sports Radio. All right, uh, moving off the legalized gambling to John Gruden. Biggest story in sports last 10, uh, 7, 10 days, Gruden uh, with the leaked emails and his resigning from the Las Vegas Raiders. And that was the way it was reported. Um, when he when I heard he resigned, I found it difficult to believe. Not that he wouldn't walk away because he knew a hammer was coming and he was going to be fired if he didn't. But uh, do you believe that that was a quickly negotiated deal? Is Was his check cut that day and uh, never to be sent again? Do you think he had a lot of money and a lot of years to go on his contract? Do you think and he and Al Davis uh, or uh, uh, Mark Davis were able to come to some kind of agreement where he's going to get some of his money for the rest of his contract? Yeah, and I'm pretty sure that that was hammered out as part of the whole deal, and nobody's going to know. It is private. It'll leak out eventually, but not right now. And let's remember there's about $60 million in play at right. $10 million a year, time about the six years that were left. And uh, the issue was, uh, you know, how much would you get if you were fired? Then you litigate, and us lawyers are the ones that are going to make the money. You resign. You resign based on the understanding that a deal is being done, and you're going to get some, and you're not going to get anywhere near what you got, uh, would have had, but you're going to get some. And what I do, uh, by the way, I, I, it's hard for me to say this, because when I was doing NFL stuff, uh, Al Davis was the one kind of thorn in my whole stadium development side. So we were all trying to figure out how to get stadiums done all over the country. And with Al Davis, you know, he wouldn't let me see him because he said, you know, leave me alone. I'm, I'm, I'm doing L.A. I'm doing it on, on my own, and I, I want you to stay away from me. Um, and, you know, still got to see him. But Mark Davis is trying to do the right thing. He, he engineered a billion and a half dollars for his Allegiant Stadium in Vegas. It's not his money. It's convention center hotel money, but still he got it done. The Raiders weren't looking up. Uh, people were questioning whether you know any teams would succeed in Vegas. And now with the Golden Knights and, and Allegiant uh, Stadium and the and the Raiders, that's not a question. So yeah, things were trending in the right direction. I say were. They probably still are. Uh, Mark Davis, uh, uh, for all in, intents and purposes, handled that well. Uh, the only issue is he he had all the emails for oh what twenty hours maybe and didn't do anything. So. But that legacy is, is going to survive. He's not going to get tarred by this. The one that's going to be tarred is, is you know, John Gruden needs to go away. Uh, and he can't probably even feel like he can justify anything. Just go away for a while. Uh, that's exactly what I think he's going to do. All right. Since you brought up stadiums and lawsuits, this ongoing uh, lawsuit between the city of St. Louis against the National Football League for moving the Rams from St. Louis to L.A. is going through the motions, a lot of motions being heard, and it seems like St. Louis is winning a bunch of them, which means this lawsuit is probably going to come to fruition unless it is hammered out ahead of time. Where does that sit? Is the NFL truly afraid of it? With the whole uh, Washington thing that they're going through right now, they're feeling a pinch of uh, things uh, when they, they get into the court of law. So uh, they might be a little bit skittish. How do you think this relocation from St. Louis to L.A. lawsuit is going to go? Well, it's, it's not going to um, cause uh, <laughs> the, uh, the, the, the Rams to come back, clearly. And it's also not going to cause uh, a, a major uh, change in, in how the whole deal is done. 
uh, you know, the Rams decided or the, uh, the uh, St. Louis folks decided that they don't want to uh, try to get another team. Now they want to try to extract a pound of flesh. So my, my, my sense is it'll, it'll happen. Uh, there will be some kind of settlement. The one thing the NFL does not want to do is let this go to trial before a jury in St. Louis. Because uh, that's that would be a that'd be a bad thing no matter what happens for an NFL perspective as far as, as bias. But but listen, listen, lawyers with motions, uh, that's fine because as I've told you many times, uh, the world can never have enough lawyers. We're always there to serve. You know, we we we're like firemen. We we want to serve first. How's that sound? Uh, oh, very boy. good. Good did, did oh, a good boy. job uh, back in your own. Uh, yeah, all right, yeah, uh, yeah. let me get back over to something that's not legal, but we'll see how it plays itself out. Hockey is back on ESPN and Turner, which I've seen a little of it so far. So far, so good on both uh, networks as far as I'm concerned. ESPN had hockey for a long time, then they didn't, and it almost disappeared from their scope of interest. Now that it's back, we'll get that much more hockey on ESPN. Is this a good thing for the National Hockey League, that they've got new TV partners rather than NBC? Well, for a lot of reasons. First of all, a fresh start, fresh faces. And I was at the Panthers home opener Thursday, and the banner-raising lightning home opener Tuesday with the NFL guys, and everybody's really bullish about the new treatment and the new administration. You know, three months from that day, almost exactly, the NBC guys were sitting in that suite as kind of a swan song. Uh, goodbye, thank you very much, but we're moving on. And then less than three months later, ESPN and Turner just completely take over. And by all accounts, with everybody I've talked to over the last week, they're doing a really good job. And then the other piece is, you know, a thousand games on ESPN Plus. The winner there is this digital platform stuff. So if you want to watch any game all over the country, all over the world, you have an opportunity to do it. So I think it's in the NHL's interest. Very good. Um, supply chain issues in this country, and this is quasi sports, but just general uh, finances in general. Uh, we've got some big players, companies like Amazon, who are getting into the world of sports who are just making money hand over fist, but they started out by delivering stuff for free. If you were an Amazon Prime member and their universe has just continued to expand, is this supply chain issue in the, the, the country going to affect the world of sports in any way, shape, or form, do you think? Well, I'm going to order my Thanksgiving turkey, but not for this year, but for 2023. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be, it's going to come, you know, Tuesday before Thanksgiving, three years from now. It is, it's a very serious issue, obviously, all over the place. And the sports piece of this is like everything else. Stadium construction, there's not a lot of that going on now. But I guess coincidentally and positively, if this were last year, I was talking to the guys that uh, are uh, opening the new Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle for the Kraken and simultaneously opening up the UBS Arena for the Islanders. And they're basically saying, we're lucky because if this were last year, we couldn't get the steel, you know, we couldn't get the, the, uh, the stuff to build the facilities. Right. And so this supply, uh, supply chain issue is just exactly like uh, problems all over, not just sports, but everywhere else. 
and I think it's amazing that we have this now. We made it through a pandemic. I know we're still partially in a pandemic, but we put a lot of it behind us because uh, of the vaccine. But we made it through and built stadiums and did those things. Now that we've gotten a leg up on the pandemic, we have supply chain issues. Uh, you and I could probably talk about this for three hours. But I only have time for two more questions. One is just recent past. One is we got to go a little further back. Uh, most recent past. Last week, the Fury-Wilder fight was great. Uh, the third in the series, and it was probably the best of the three fights. How did they do pay-per-view-wise? You never know ahead of time when you're making the decision to plunk the money down, whether you're going to get a winner or a loser or a fight. Those that paid for it got their money's worth. How did it do overall? Yeah, I understand that the numbers were better than people had expected, really. They put out some published numbers, and they were expecting a little uh, uh, lower than that, and they were happy with it. But the expectations for pay-per-view in the boxing industry, as you know, are so low that when people make a little bit of money, they're all excited about it. So the trilogy's over. I don't know what's next for the boxing side of this. The UFC and cage stuff will dominate. But, hey, nothing like Norton Frazier, nothing like Ali <laughs> when I was watching that stuff in a theater or I went to the Miami Beach Convention Center. It was like a 12-year-old and bribed the guys to stand by the ring. It was That was riveting. This is less than riveting. I'm sorry. There are a whole bunch of people that if you and I used the phrase closed circuit, they would have no idea oh, what, what we're it? talking nobody about. Nobody knows what that means. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nobody knows what that means. Let's go watch the Stanley Cup final in a movie theater. What? what yeah, are you talking about? No, that doesn't yeah, happen. Exactly. Uh, all right, one other one. And I know I asked you this last month, but I want to see if any new numbers have come to light. Uh, the Olympics took place late summer into fall. Um, we know that NBC did pretty well, got all their advertising dollars that they wanted, and the U.S. Uh, finished very strongly. So uh, they did fine on the major money layout they do for all the broadcast rights. But the country of Japan, because it was non-attended and it was still during the pandemic and they weren't as far along with cures as we were here in the U.S., it just couldn't have possibly done what they had hoped it would do when it was originally scheduled. How bad a loss did they take? Is it something that's going to keep the Olympics from ever going back to Japan? We know it happened with Greece uh, uh, 10 and 12 years ago, and that was a nightmare. But uh, how will the Japan Olympics be looked at through a Japan economic uh, microscope going forward? Yeah, you know, and it's really good that you asked that question because most people would not do that and would kind of forget and move on. And that's part of the problem with these legacy countries like Greece. You know, I was at the Sydney Olympics and transportation happened and the greening impact. And London was great because they used existing facilities, as will L.A. So, you know, there's a way to do it right. And I think Japan was kind of in the middle of that. They were going to do a lot of facilities, but they would have kept their own as well. But who have predicted the pandemic? Uh, the, uh, the general consensus is we would do it again. Uh, there's no mass spreading event. Uh, everybody's not sick. The corporations now are negotiating their own kind of rebates with Japanese television. They're still in the middle of that. But I think if you ask the Japanese politicians if they would take another shot at it, they would probably say, yeah, but not tomorrow. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. As you usually do when you join us, Rick Harrow, always my pleasure. Hey, which, uh, you're still rooting for the Dolphins? Dolphins got to win tomorrow, otherwise it's a completely lost Florida weekend for you? Dolphins by 21. Yeah, frankly, if they lose, 
um, then I can kind of rely on the Jaguars. Although the Jaguars, I don't know what your affiliate is in, in North Florida, but the Jaguars are not a Florida team. They're, they're South Georgia, just so you know. Okay, you know, uh, and, and they're not an Urban Meyer team anymore either. But uh, well, well, that 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 story's yet to be finished, pal. I guarantee yeah, that's you that. true. I will have you yeah. back on well before that story is finished. Yeah, uh, I hear you. Always, I understand. Always a pleasure, Rick. Thank you very much for coming on. All right, man. That is our business sports insider, Rick Harrow, here with us on CBS Sports Radio. I think I had more yucks with Rick than we usually do. He's uh, usually on the serious side. I like the funny side of Rick Harrow. All right, Jody Mack coming back. We'll get the phones reopened. We'll keep the lines open the rest of the way. 855-212-4227. Get you on with the Mac Man here on CBS Sports Radio. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law we really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. See T-Mobile.com. 